we want to get back to where we left off last Sunday come with me if you place the book of 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 18 verse number 19 we stand to honor God in the reading of God's word as a church we read together 1 Timothy 1 18 and 19 1 Timothy chapter 1 the verse number 18 and the verse number 19 First Timothy. Okay, we're rich again. The Bible says, so want to go. This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. And then the next verse says, verse 19 says, holding faith and a good conscience, which have, having put away concerning faith. Have made a shipwreck. Tell somebody we are winning by prophecy. Say winning by prophecy. Lord, I say winning by prophecy. Please take your seat. So I read First Kings chapter twenty, verse number one. It's quite a long scripture. Please work with me. And behind the king of Syria gathered all his hosts together, and they went thirty and two kings with him and horses and chariots. And went up and besieged Samaria and warred against it. Verse 2 says, And he sent messengers to Ahab, king of Israel, unto, into the city, and said unto him, Thou sayest, Ben Hadad, thy silver and thy gold is mine, thy wives also and thy children, even the Goliaths are mine. As far as saying, the king of Israel answered and said, My Lord, O king, according to thy say, I am thine all that I have. Verse 5 says, The messengers came again and said, Thou Speaketh Ben Hadad, saying, Although I have sent unto thee, saying, Thou shalt deliver me thy silver and thy gold and thy wives and thy children, yet I will send my servant unto thee tomorrow about this time, and they shall search thine house and house of the servant, and it shall be thy servant is pleasant in thy eyes, they shall put in their hands and take it away. Verse 7 says, Then the king of Israel called all the elders of the land and said, Mark, I pray thee. And see how this man seeketh mischief. For he sent unto me for my wives, my children, my silver, and for my gold, and I deny him not. My God. <laughs> Funny, right? How that the enemy, the enemy won't stop. Even, even after he gave him his children and wife and everything, he still came again. And all the elders and the people said unto him, Haken not unto him, nor consent. Verse 9 says, verse nine, Wherefore he said unto the messengers of Behadah, Tell my lord the king, all that thou didst sense for the for for to die seven at first I would do, but this thing I may not do. And messengers departed and brought him word again. Verse ten said, and Behana said unto him and said, The gods do so unto me and more also if thou if the dust of Samaria shall suffice for hands full for all the people that follow me. And the king of Israel answered and said, Tell him, let not him that gathered his harness boast himself as he that put it off. And it came to pass when Banana had the message as the message as he was drinking, he and the kings in the pavilion that he said unto the seven, Set yourself in Ari, and they set themselves in Ari against the city. And behold, there came a prophet unto Ahab, and the king of Israel, saying, Thou sayest the Lord, hast thou seen all this great multitude? Behold, I will deliver it into thy hand this day, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord. And he said, By whom? And he said, Thou seest the Lord, even by the young man of the princes of the prophecies. Then he said, Who shall order the battle? And he answered and said, Thou. Then, the, then he numbered the young man, of the princes of the pavilion of the of the provinces, and they were two hundred and thirty-two. And after them he went and numbered all the people, even all the children of Israel, being seven thousand. But sixteen said, and when they went out, and when and they went out at noon, but Behana was drinking himself drunk in the pavilion, and he, he and the kings, the thirty and the two kings that helped him. Verse 17 says, the young men of the princes of the provinces went out first, and Behanad sent out. And they told him, saying, There are men come out of Samaria and said, Whether they become out for peace, take them alive. Or whether they, whether they become out for war, take them alive. So this man, so this young man of the provinces 
of the prince of promise came out of the city, the army which followed them, and the army which followed them, and they slew every one of his men, and the Syrians fled, and Israel pursued them, and behind the king of Syria escaped on a horse with horsemen. And the king of Israel went out and smote the horses and chariots and slew the Syrians with a great slaughter. Verse 22 says, and the, and the prophet came to the king of Israel and said unto him, Go, strengthen thyself, mark and see what thou doest. For at the return of the year, the king of Syria will come up against thee. Verse 23 said, And the servants of the king of Syria said unto him, Their gods are gods of the hills. Therefore, they were stronger than we. But let us fight against them in the plain, and surely we shall be stronger than they. Verse 24 said, And, th and, this, and do this thing. Take the king away. Every man out of his place. Put captains in their room. And, and number and number D, an army, like the army that, that has lost. Horse for horse, chariots for chariots, and will fight against them in the plain. And surely we shall be stronger than they. And he hearkened unto the voice and did so. And it came to pass. At every ten of the year, the Behandled numbered the Syrians and went up to Africa to fight against Israel. Verse 27 And the children of Israel were numbered and were all present and went against them. And the children of Israel picked before them like two little flocks of kids. But the Syrians filled the country. And there came a man of God and spoke and spake unto the king of Israel and said, Thus saith the Lord, because the Syrians have said that God is the God of the hills, but he is not the God of the valleys. Therefore, I will deliver all this great multitude into thy hand, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. And they pitched one over against the other seven days. And it was so that in the, seven, that in the seventh day, the battle was joined. And the children of Israel slew, of Israel slew of the Syrian a hundred thousand footmen in one day. Verse 30, read, let's all read verse 30 together. But the rest fled to Afek and to the city. And there a war fell upon 27,000 of the men that left Ben Hadad fled and came into the city and to an inner chamber. Come on, clap and give God praise right now. Oh, you can do better. You can do better. You can do better. In fact, I want to read, I want to read verse 34. Verse 34 says, jump to verse 34 before I get into the word. Verse 34, the Bible says, And Ben Hadad said unto him, The cities which my father took from thy father, I will restore. Thou shalt make streets of thee in Damascus, as my father made in Samaria. Then he said, then said they, I will send thee away with this covenant. So they made a covenant with him and sent him away. I speak to you on the subject I call winning by prophecy. Winning by prophecy. Understand the word win. What does it mean to win? We are called to win. To win means to gain by success in competition or contest. As to win a prize in a game. To win money. To win a battle. To win a country. Battles are won by superior strength or skills. To win like Chelsea and Liverpool yesterday. Oh, somebody gave me attitude. It was a tough fight. But Liverpool won. Number two, to win, to obtain, or to allure, to kindness or compliance. Virtue won me. Win your enemy by kindness. You win by kindness. Number three, to win means to gain by persuasion or influence. As an orator wins his audience by argument. The advocate has won the jury. That's four, the fourth meaning of win. To gain the victory. No, to gain the victory. Number five. To win upon, to gain favor, influence. As to win upon the heart or affection. Sixth definition. 
to gain grounds. The word win is connected to being an overcomer, a victor, a conqueror, triumph, prevail or prevail. So when we say win, we are talking about an overcomer, a victor, one that triumphs, one that prevails. So anytime we speak of winning, we are talking about overcoming something. And you cannot overcome unless there's first a fight, a hurdle, a contention, an attack, a resistance. So when we talk about winning, we're talking about overcoming stuff. Battling something, contending with something, engage with something, under some kind of bombardment, some kind of contention, attacks, overcome. You don't overcome unless there's first a hurdle, a battle, a resistance, an opposition, a victor. There's no victory unless there's first a fight, a conqueror. You don't, you only conquer that which stands against you. Prevail. Stand your ground. So any time we talk about winning, we are first talking about battles. We are first talking about wars. We are first talking about resistance. Winning comes in when there's first of all some war, some battle, some attack, some activity of the enemy. As Christians, God has called us to win. So if God called us to win, then it stands to reason that as Christians, we must automatically be programmed for battles. Because there's no winning Unless it's first a battle. And if God called us to win, then God also called us to fight. Oh, I didn't hear what he said. He also called us to fight. For which there's the need to win. If we are called to win, then we automatically call to fight. Call to battle. Call to engage. Call to the confrontation. Tell somebody there's a battle. Come on, say there's always a battle. Tells us the battles, says the warfares in the Christian life are normal. But the good thing is that victory is always guaranteed. You're clapping. This is why the Christian journey is also known as the fight of faith. And the fight of faith. First John 5, 4. We are taught the secret of overcoming or being a winner is in the word of a faith. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is a victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith. He, for whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. So the world is your opposition, is your resistance. And this is our victory. In, this is our victory. We overcome. This is where we win. This is our victory, even our faith. Then the Bible says, faith, which is our victory, it doesn't come. But it only comes by hearing. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. If, our, if you overcome by faith, and if faith comes by the word, then it means that your victory is connected to the word of God. Clapping, clapping. It is important that you become a student of the word. It is important that you know your stuff as a believer. It is important that you get your word because faith, which is our victory, only comes by hearing the word of God. So if you know that battles are automatic and normal for the believer number one and if we are called to win number two and if our winning is connected to our faith number three and our faith it, it only comes by hearing the word of God then it means that all of our Christian life is embedded in what God said you're clapping you're clapping it's embedded in the word of God so, for a believer, for a child of God, it is important that you know what God said. When we talk about the word of God in the Bible, we mean the written word, which is logos, the, 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 the rhema, which, is, which comes out of the 
written word. It means that the, the, the part of the written word that the Holy Spirit highlights is a rhema. Then prophecy is a rhema word given to another person. So whether it is the logos or the rhema or prophecy, the word of God is our victory. So it's important that you are both a student of the logos, a student of the rhema, and a student of prophecy. In other words, you must be embedded and know what is written. You must also know what God has highlighted in what is written. And you must also know the specific prophetic word given to you. Because every one of this is the word of God. And every one of this is where we gain our victory. You cannot know the rhema unless you first know the logos. Because it's out of the logos that the rhema comes. And from the rhema, it gets deeper into the prophetic. So whether it be logos or rhema or prophecy, as a child of God, you must be embedded and shook and grounded in the word of God. You're clapping. I know who I am. I know who I am. You got to tell someone, I know what God said. Because I know what God said. You got to speak with us. I know what God said today. I came here to tell you that your victory is in what is written. Your victory is in the word that God has given to you for man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. For the grass wherein the flower faded by the word of our God. It abides forever. Our victory is in what God said. Our victory is in his promises. For God is not a man that he should lie. Neither a son of man that he should repent. Has he said it and he will not do it. I know in the God who called me that is faithful. That promise and he will do it. Now on to him who doesn't only speak but is able to do what he said. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all I can ever think or imagine. I am a firm believer in the written word. I am a firm believer in the spoken word but I'm even more a believer of the prophetic word because none of these three contradict. They work in sync. They work in line to line. The devil is a liar. I got faith in the scriptures. I got faith in what he has highlighted. And I got faith in my personal word. And I'm going to win by the word of God. I'm going to win at every dimension. I'm going to win at every battle. For every situation, for everything you're dealing with, God has got a word for your victory. God has got a word for your turnaround. God has got a word for you to overcome anybody in the house that believes that your victory is connected to your faith which comes by the word of God. You're clapping and singing the house. You're clapping and singing the house. Today I came to tell you that the prophetic word makes you a winner. It gives you advantage to conquer, overcome, and claim your victories in life. In a scripture we read, First Kings 20, we are taught how the prophetic makes this possible. From the text, we see the prophetic makes you win because there are seven P's the prophetic gives you that makes you a winner. When I studied the word that we just read, I saw seven Ps that the prophetic gives you in this word that makes you an automatic winner. When you apply it, when you understand it, when you engage it, when you work with this, you win. Tell somebody, I'll win this. You got to say with audacity, I'll win this. You are speaking so I'll win this. Come on, tell us, you watch out. I win this thing. So I win these battles. I win these enemies. I win over this fear. Come on, clap your hands. If you believe you win right now. Anybody want to win today? You want to clap your hands better and give God a praise in the house. Come on, shout. Come on, go. Come on, shout. Come on, go. Come on, shout. Come on, go. I believe in the prophetic word. 
And it's important that we teach this in our church. Because our church is proud to be a church that believes in the prophetic. I need a better clap in the house one. Come on, empowerment. What are you all doing? What, what's going on with you? Did somebody deceive you? I mean, I, Paul says, who bewitched you, Galatians, to start in the spirit and end in the flesh? We are a church that believes in the prophetic. We have come this far by divine inspiration, uh, by the word of God, uh, by the prophetic. Uh, I am a firm believer. Uh, I am a firm believer in what God uh, has spoken. Uh, anybody is a believer of the word of God, uh, especially uh, the logos, the rhema, and the prophetic word. And as much as this ministry of the prophetic has been abused, attacked, misused, criticized, insulted to the point where some people don't even want to associate themselves with a the prophetic ministry. May I submit to you that here at Empowerment Worship Center, we are uh, your pastor. By the grace of God, I am a firm believer in the truth that God still speaks. And God will say what he means. And he means what he says. And that God is still in the prophetic business. And I'm trusting God that it doesn't matter your experience, your encounter. You will even encounter a different dimension of the prophetic for you to know that our God is not mute. Our God is not silent. Our God has not gone to bed. The devil is a liar that our God... God still speaks that the word of God is prophetic. The scripture is prophetic. Even the return of Christ is prophetic. And we are presently waiting for a second appearing. And you cannot be a believer, especially a pastor, and not believe in what God says. We in this house, we believe in the prophetic word. If you want to come here every Friday night, every power night, there is power, there's a prophetic, and as a word, and as I'm preaching, I'm ministering the prophetic. You're clapping and sick in the house right now. There are seven P's connected to the prophetic word, especially with the scriptures we read that gives you victory in life. And I want to share with you, I want to share the seven with you. Are you ready? Is somebody ready for the seven? Oh, come on. Is somebody ready for the seven P's? I need a better response before I go out of us. Is someone ready for the seven peace? You're gonna speak like you gotta speak like you've seen God speak. You've seen God. You've seen God at the prophet. You, you gotta speak like you're somebody who has been a, who the prophet has been a blessing to you. You gotta speak like we've come this path because God gave us a word. The devil is a liar. I don't even know how we landed here, but somewhere some of God's word just came to pass as we followed God and I declare your destiny as you pursue God. The seven P's, the prophetic. Number one, the first P I see from a scripture I just read that the prophetic or prophecy gives you perspectives. Prophecy gives you God's perspective. It is important that you understand that the prophetic opens your eyes. It gets your eyes to be open. It gives you God's perspective. Life is all about the way you see things. Your perspective in life gives you advantage or disadvantage. In fact, in the olden days, when they were fighting because they didn't have cameras and all the technology we have in a battle, whoever that stands on the mountain automatically wins because when you stand on the mountain, you see differently. You see the enemies coming all over. That is why the Bible says, ha, Bible says as the mountain surrounds Jerusalem, one of the things that God did for you, he surrounded Jerusalem with mountains because whoever that stands at the mountain top gets advantage of a better view. You see well. The Bible said, God asked Jeremiah, what do you see? He said, I see a road 
of an almond tree. And God said, you've seen well. If God said to Jeremiah, you've seen well, then it means that Jeremiah could see wrongly. When the blind man's eyes was touched with saliva and the sun, the Bible said, he touched the eyes. And I said, what do you see? Said, I see, but I see men as tree. And he was touched again and he saw clearly. There is something about the way you see your perspective that gives you a better understanding. It gives you power. It gives you audacity. It gives you faith and strength. And the good thing that the prophetic word gives you perspective. Here the Bible says the men of Israel were there and the king of Syria approached them and said your silver, your gold are mine. Everything, your wife, your children are mine. That's a scary declaration. That's a frightening one. That is not a good news. That is weird. That is funny. You want my silver? You want my gold? You want my children? Hello? You want my wife too? In other words, you want my money? You want everything? You want my future, my children? And then you want my comfort, my wife? And the Bible said, the king of Israel said, you can have them. You can. You can have them. Verse 13 of our mother scripture. First Kings 2013. And there came a prophet. The king of Israel seated and gave in and backed down. Blind. Completely lost. Until, and behold, there came a prophet unto the king of Israel saying, saying, thou see the Lord. Has thou seen all this great multitude? Behold, I will deliver it into thy hand this day. And thou shalt know that I am the Lord. So he saw great multitude. He saw fear, worry, panic. I'm done. I'm finished. Hello. It's over. The guy has already seated his wife. Hello. You take a man's wife? That would be crazy. You stand there with your apartment look and be... And begin to pretend for someone to claim your wife. And he gives his children his future. His silver, gold, and money. And the multitude are coming. And all he sees is that I'm done. I'm finished. It's over. I'm going to be gone. Then the word of God comes and no, you are seeing wrongly. There's deliverance. There's victory. This meant for your good. The devil is the thing that the prophetic does is that it opens your eyes to see bigger than the enemy's planning. And today I don't know what the devil is showing you. But I came here to tell you it was meant for evil, but God will turn it for good. For the stone the builder rejected is becoming a cheap cornerstone. You are not done yet. It's not over yet. You ain't seen anything yet. It can stand like a trouble, but it's a blessing. The Bible says the other that day when Gehazi was afraid and scared God enemies surrounded them the Bible was Elisha prayed and said oh God open the eyes of the young man and when the eyes of Gehazi was open he saw chariots of fire with angels surrounding them for they that were with them were more than they that were against them the other day Jehoshaphat was minding his own business as a good 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 guy and they appeared multitude of numbers of people approaching for battle and Jehoshaphat was afraid and scared and worried the people were looking up to him but he didn't know what to do and as they went on to pray and to proclaim a fast and to sing a prophetic word came and said you will not fight for the battle is the Lord's you have no idea what God is doing with this the prophetic opens your eyes to understand what God is after because God is up to something for if the priests of this world had known they would not have crucified the Lord of glory as for you you made it against me for evil but God panics why are you so confident because I get I just got God's view about this why are you so bold because God told me how this will end. Why are you so sure? Because my God said he got it done. 
My God just took care of it. Why are you so sure of 2022? Because everything has gone against you. But my God said, it will turn for my good. It will end in glory. Can you give someone high for It will end in glory. It will end in glory. Come on, smile and tell somebody, I got God's view. I got God's man. In matters from with lens and glasses, you are looking. If you stand here, you see differently. If you stand here, you see different. But if you stand here also, you see different. It matters for with view and glasses and lens. You are looking from her. And today, I refuse to look from the lens of the news or social media. But I'm looking from the lens of what God said. That my God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all. Come on, shout as a perspective. The prophetic word of God gives you God's perspective, God's mind concerning this. Tell somebody God is up to something. Because if you were King Saul and saw Goliath come to fight you, you'll think that Goliath has come to finish that. And of course, for 40 days and 49, this guy backed. And roar like a dog. Roar! Roar! Sometimes the enemy can make some ugly noises. Ugly noises in your ears and said, Choose from amongst you a man that will fight me. And we don't have anybody to show up. Saul and your man, you become my servants. For 40 days, he blasphemed and embarrassed the nation of Israel. An uncircumcised Philistine giant did this. But it was not even about Saul. It was not even about the men of Israel. It was about David's destiny. Because God was setting a platform to vindicate why he has anointed David. Because for David to be accepted, he needed to do something extraordinary. Because David was born as the last born with problems and complications. The last born taking care of the sheep in the bush. He was not ordinary. He, he was going to go to a lot. There was nothing that was going to bring him acceptance except for God sending a platform and an occasion for him to kill a giant. Some things are not meant to destroy you. It's meant to announce you. It's meant to vindicate you. It's meant to elevate. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping a signal. The prophetic word gives you God's Perspective number one, number two. Number two. The prophetic word gives you promptings. Promptings. In other words, it notifies you. It prompts you. First Kings chapter 20, verse 13 says, the Bible said, and behold, there came a prophet unto heaven saying, of Israel saying, Thou said the Lord, hast thou seen all this great multitude? Behold, I will deliver it into thy hand this day, and now shall know I'm the law. Verse 22 says, jump to verse 22, verse 22 says, and there came a prophet, and, 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 and the prophet came to king of Israel, and said unto him, go, strengthen thyself, and mark, and see what thou doest, for at the return of the year, the king of Syria will come up against thee. In other words, the prophetic word gives you promptings. It gives you promptings, it leads you, it tells you. It tells you what time it is. It tells you what season you are in. It gives you spiritual leadings and guidance. And before you ever got iPhone notification, the Holy Spirit was giving you notification. I mean, are you serious? These guys are stealing from us. This is what we do. We have a spiritual notification. You are there and get a stare, a prompting, a word. Say, this is the time. Because seasons are so important. In order for you to get season, you got to... You got to be in tune with the Holy Spirit's doing so God can show you what time it is. The prophet says, Go strengthen thyself. Mark and see what thou doest. For at the return of the year, the king of Syria will come. Before it ever happened, the king of Israel had knowledge. He had an idea. The Holy Spirit revealed the prophet got to know. Never you ignore your prophetic word because it brings you into, into the now thing God is doing. It gives you promptings. Are you with me at all? You, you, you are a whole, you are walking the speed that 
prompts you, that stares you, that act, that gets you to wake up and pray. I know you have your time on your phone and wake up praying at nine and studying all those kind of notifications. But I'm telling you, and, and then you are there, and then and then somebody somebody's feed will come and you get this person has gone on live and all those. Those are all that I pull and they they took from the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost already giving us prompting and leading that Holy Ghost. You you when you walk with God, you understand that He is the God that tell you what time it is. What time it is? Because life is about seasons. Life is about seasons. Kevin, stand up. Look at Kevin. See this guy. Are you looking at him? He says that Kevin's just in 40 years. So at 40, Kevin says, I didn't go to school. So I want to go back to class one at 40. No, he can't go to class one forty. But even the chairs there, he won't fit in. The chairs for class one people, can we break it? You see, you, life is about seasons. Enough for you not to miss your seat. You need to know what time it is for you to do the right thing at the right. Otherwise, you'll be like a Kevin going to class one. He said, may you not miss your seasons. And how do you not miss your sin as a believer? By allowing the Holy Ghost through the prophetic word to prompt you what to do at what time. You will not miss your time. Tell somebody, you will not miss your seasons. Come on, say, you will not miss your season. Say, it will not get so complicated. It will not go so twisted because you'll be there. He will guide you. He will lead you. You will not miss what God is doing. And if you believe that word, you want to clap you on and give God a praise in the building now. The Holy Spirit gives you prompting. The prophetic brings you promptings. It stares you. Lift your hands. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, may I not miss my divine notifications. Say, Holy Ghost. I will hear, I will do, I'll obey, and I'll work with what you see. You're clapping and singing in the house right now. Supernatural, divine notifications. It brings you into that place. It's time for prayer. It's time for open doors. What business to do? What to do at the time? You don't miss your time. A good thing done at the wrong time still makes it a bad thing. Great things, but you did at the wrong time. Delays can make you miss mighty moves of God. And my prayer for you today is that you allow the prophetic word to activate you so you don't miss your divine time. Tell somebody, I prophesy over you today. You will not miss your divine timings. You got to say, say I speak over you today in the name of Jesus that you don't miss your time to study to do your masters, to give birth to your children, to start your ministry, to start your company, to go back to school. You will not miss your prophetic time. You will believe that. Clap your hands and give God a praise right now. Promptings. Number three, the third P. The prophetic word gives you precision. Precision. Verse, 20, verse 14. Verse 14 says, and Ahab said, by whom? And he said, that said the Lord, even by the young men of the princes of the provinces, he said, who shall order the battle? He said, he answered, thou, you. When you walk with the Lord and you walk with the prophetic, you don't do try and error. You don't go and do this business and tomorrow that business and that's that business and then you are all over the place. You are, you are doing all kinds of things. You are all over the place. Look at me. I am a firm believer that whatever God wants you to do, if you go deep in God, he will lead you. And he will give you what to do. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping. You can do better. You can do empowerment. Read the scriptures. Details. When Saul met Sam, he said, ask for your father's donkey three days ago. See, every time you meet a prophet, three giftings are evident. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and prophecy. Word of knowledge, 
the donkeys are found. Because as for that one, you yourself, you know, me too, I know. When I tell you that you know that he's a prophet, the reason why God will give you word of knowledge is to confirm that he's a prophet of God. So word of knowledge is just to confirm, to bring you to faith. How did he know my donkey is lost? That's when you open up for what God is going to say ahead. Word of knowledge. Word of wisdom. He gives you word of wisdom. He says, he when you leave this place, you will meet the company of prophet, prophesying. You will prophesy with them also ahead. Then he gives the word, you are king prophecy. Anytime you meet a prophet, three major ministries are evident. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, the gift of prophecy. And God doesn't play games. And God can be detailed. Oh, you're looking at my apartment look right now. Many of you, are, people are trying to teach you to stay shallow. Don't be a shallow believer. Go deep with God. They are dead in God. You can have relation with God. It's, it, it can be funny, but it's real. It's us. It's beautiful. He, he, he shows you things. He tells you things. Be open to what God is doing. And I refuse to be a pastor that will block you from going deep. The prophetic is precise. It's not error. It's not hearsay. It's not that. It's precise. There's precision. It's telling me. I am, look at here. Let me announce it. I'm a firm believer that if you pray about who to marry, God can lead you. You didn't clap your hands well. Look at me. Many people say all kinds of things. But hear me, hear me clear as your pastor that when it comes to the issue of your marriage, please don't just get up and say there are several believers, I'm choosing one. God, we're crazy. You think everybody came to serve God? You think everybody's a believer? There are, there's now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh. But after, so there are people who are in Christ Jesus, but they are still walking after the flesh. So they are born again, but the reason why they want to marry is Botos. They are born again, but they are after the flesh. They, they, are, they like Botos. Or the large chest, or the large shoulder, or that large, some even like stretch marks. Are you, 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 you got to go beyond just being a Christian to finding out who that Christian that connects your destiny, your purpose, that God gave you in life. And if God will speak to you about how many kids you have and sometimes tell you their names, and God won't tell you about the, 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 the platform, the channel, through which those children will be born? That doesn't sound right to me. That God will tell you your kids. God show me my children. God show your children. And God didn't tell who you have the kids with. And God is interested more about having the children. But the person that can change those destinies, he won't show you? That's not God. That's not God. The first time we saw marriage, it was God. We have the, the law first mentioned. In the law first mentioned, when you, look, when you take a case, you look at the first time it happened in the Bible that we analyzed. That's why it's all. That's what he just said. In the beginning, it was no so. When he was asked about marriage, he referred to the first time. The first time, the first time was ever a marriage, it was God that brought Eve. Eve did not appear. For, and it was not three Eve. There's no Stella, Joyce, and Eve. And Adam said, I'm choosing one. No, there was one specific woman that God gave to Adam. There was one. You, when you pray about it. Now, prof, if God gave him, why did he fail? Adam failed, even though God gave it to Adam. The power of your will must be allowed to align with God's purpose. In fact, how do I know that God gave Adam? People say, it was Adam that said, it was the bone of my foot. Adam that said the bone of my foot because God wants Adam to confirm it. But it was God that brought it. The source was God. Who brought Eve? It was God. God walked Eve the aisle and said, this is your wife. Adam proclaimed it. But who brought Eve? It was God. Now, when they failed, and God spoke to Adam, what happened to say, the woman you gave me, and God did not contest. Now say no, I didn't give it. Say the woman thou gave it me, you gave it to me. And even though God gave Adam, they failed. What, say, what I'm saying is that you can be, it can be from God, but you got to be willing to work with God. You got to be willing to cooperate with God, and to, because marriage are heavy made, but it's work in the earth. You're clapping, you're clapping, you're clapping, you're clapping. You can't tell me, you can't tell me that Isaac just got married. No. Isaac did not just choose some sister. He gave God specifics that would say, confirm it, this is it. 
a woman must, be, must, must give water and some for the camel. Specific word. And if it was just Isaac, then he didn't need to pray about it to God. He could just come and say, you look like the girl. Let's go. No. He prayed about it. And God brought what he prayed for. Let me tell you something to church. Never you just get up to marry. Pray about it. Allow the Holy Spirit and God to leave your clapping is sick in the building. You're clapping. Precision. The prophetic is precise. It's detailed. There are things that I am doing by the grace of God. That I'm not doing out of error. I'm doing by faith. I know what God says. It doesn't look like it. There's nothing that comes. But I know what God says. Something in me says it is possible. Even though everything says it's not possible. But I believe in what God says. Anybody has to. There are some things that you are fighting. That is physically almost done. It's over. It will not work. But as if God told you to work. You want to trust God's way. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither a son of man that he should repent. As he said it. He will do it. And today. For every word of God spoken over your life, I come to confirm and affirm and enforce. Anybody clapping their hands right now, it will surely come to pass. Come on, shout now and say, Yes. A devil is allowed to tell somebody it will work. You're going to give someone a point to it will work. Come on, you say, It will work. Why will God tell me what's good to go to, what car to drive, and won't tell me who to marry? What's God's business concerning your car? And that the person can kill you tomorrow so you don't drive the car. Somebody can pick up a knife and can kill you tomorrow. God don't speak about the person to you. You just get up to go and marry. No. No. I'm a firm believer that if, 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 if you, if you, if you take it to be the person that will, that will help you release your generation, your destiny, your DNA, and your legacy of your children pray about it and let God guide you and lead you and sometimes sometimes God will have you wait and the waiting of God is never in vain because sometimes they may be yours but they are not where God wants them to be yet and God allows some delay to prepare to build and to raise them it's better you go before God than to choose because you are under pressure you're clapping God is precise. Your career is precise. Your destiny is precise. I am, I am not about to doubt whether I'm called to be a pastor or not. I know it. God told me, this is my job. This is my love. This is my baby. If I don't preach, I'm sick. Please bear with me when I get excited because this is my job. I love it. I love it. You're clapping and singing the I love it. Anybody love me as a pastor? You gotta take me like that. I love this thing. Come on, come on, empowerment. Come on, empowerment. Come on, empowerment. Come on, empowerment. God will show you your destiny, your purpose, your career, your calling, what God has destined for you. You're clapping and sick in the heart. Come on, cow. Precise. Precision. Specifics. Detail. Prophecy. Go lunch by lunch to the deep. You lunch, but this time around, go to the deep. Number four. Number four. It, watch, let me see. The reason why it is important that we get that the word of God is precise is because, you see, you see, we live in a world that companies, for example, make projections and probabilities because they look at trends. And people live by trends. But our God's not a God of trends. Trends may not be God. Trends may be a wind passing. It's not your destiny. Are, are you with me at all? It's, it's only God that can say, the cloud has gathered. The wind has gathered. It looks like it's about him, but God said there's no rain. I believe that there's no rain from God than any cloud I see in the heavens. Because God's word is fine now. Look at me. Don't follow winds and trends. Follow what God said. It may not be popular. It may not be nice. It may not be the amazing thing. But I tell you what, it will outlive anything that is a trend or that is a way. God's word, it stands forever and it's sure. You're clapping. It's singing. I'm not here. Look at me. I'm not here to do probabilities. I'm not here to do projection. I'm not a company. I'm here to be precise. Go for what God said and that's it. What's my business with doing probabilities? Likelihood, maybe in a, in, a, in a worst case scenario, 50-50 chance in between. Hey, that's not your calling. 
following people, following trends. Are you serious? That's why I, I, I do social media, but social media is not a church. It's not a church. You have to belong to a local church and be grounded. The righteous shall be like a tree planted. Not walking. You keep on walking. Keep on following trends and when you get lost. People are saying things that you don't even understand it. And let me tell you something. Let me say something to you. When it comes to marriage, and there's no formula. There's no formula. If what Pastor Kingsley and Pastor Mirror relates to you, use it. Use it. If it relates to your case. But I tell you, they are individual cases. With marriage. They, look at me. Marriage, eh? Marriage is when you get in. And when you are in. And the babies are born. Master, I'm praying for you. It will work. And, and, and Bible says the most of counselors sit and anybody enjoy Pastor Kinsley and Pastor Midred, awesome. 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 Amazing. Awesome. And, 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 I'll, and I'll continuously bring things that will empower this church. And, 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 and I was talking to Pastor, Pastor Andy Thompson and I can't wait for him to come back. And, and, and I'll bring things that will empower your marriage and lift you up. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, Sometimes the Holy Ghost can lead you on a lone direction. You have to trust God. You have to trust God. Because sometimes God can take you in strange places. And it's not always that formula that works. It can be God's new thing he's doing with your life. And you walk by faith and not by sight. You're clapping. It's a good house right now. Precision. Precise. Number four. The prophetic brings you to Purpose. Say purpose. I found out that the prophetic brings destiny into purpose. So powerful. It gives you an intention to live. People of purpose are people of power. It gives you something to live for. He said to the king, I will deliver them and you will know that you will know me. You will know that I am the Lord. You will know me. By the time I'm done with you, this thing is meant for you to know God. The prophetic gives you purpose. A reason to live. You are not living aimless. You understand why you go through the things you are going through. You have a purpose. All things will work together for those who love God. Those who are the called according to his word. Purpose. Lack of purpose results into what? Abuse. You got to know why you are in this season. And the prophet is only that reveals why you are in this. And my prayer for you is that you are a prophetic person. So you know why God allows some things in your life. You're clapping and singing the house. Come on, go right now. I never, I never thought in my life, I never thought in my life, two things. I never thought I would be here, prayer factory. I never thought. All throughout our prayer and our planning, finance, pastors, you tell. It was, it was Christ's arena. There was never, I mean, here, we, I've, had, I've had here for a long time, but it was never part of anything. It was all Christ, Christ, Christ. And that was a prayer until standing in a gap, God created a situation. There was COVID. We're coming out of COVID, social distance. We couldn't meet at, 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 at Shimota. And then I took a drive here, came here. I'm like, whoa, what about this? Okay. And then God started to open our eyes. And then look what God has done. And God said, here. He, look at me. Watch. Before we go to Christ, God said, I'm giving you a grounding. A place. You, know, you, need, you need to get good footing in order to jump. This is our good footing to make a quantum leap into Christ's arena. What I'm trying to say, Lydia, when you work with a prophetic, God will reveal dangerous purpose to you. Every situation of your life has a meaning, has a reason, and sometimes we are so focused on the exit, we miss the purpose. And we are so focused on, I want, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be, we miss even why God allowed this. Why are we prayer factory instead of Christ's arena? Because God said, this detour is important. It will help you build and grow and, and a mini Christ arena, but it's not it. But it has this purpose that is serving. Have you asked yourself why you are in that situation of your life? And if you, I tell you, if you did, God will tell you why. The prophetic reveals purpose. And when you have purpose, you win always. You're clapping. You're clapping. You're clapping. Life of purpose is the life of the prophetic. A prophetic. 
of, you, you see, when you pray to God, you understand why some things have delayed in your life. And sometimes some delays are blessings. You're clapping and singing a building right. I need a better clapping now. Oh, and Palmer, you're not clapping your hand because we are so fast-track generation. We miss everything. But I'm telling you all, sometimes some delays are actually God's way of delivering you from a devil, from a beast, from a satanic activity. And I thank God for the so-called delay because sometimes God delayed it to build me, to grow me, to mature me. Because sometimes there are something we are praying for, but we are not ready to handle. And God, I like to go through some sort of, when it brings you, you, you can appreciate, you can handle it better. And I thank God for every reason I've been through what I've been through. Anybody thanking God for your purpose, right? You are in the kingdom for such a time as did. As for you, you meant it against me for evil, but God turned it for good. Purpose. Say purpose. Say purpose. How many of you know that some enemies that came your way are the reason why you can pray better? Oh, come on, talk to me right now. How many of you know that right now you can do your own personal all night? Your own 30 days fasting. Before you will never do that. Now, what was meant to crush you has now built you stronger and better and more on fire. Can I get a clap in the building? Will you give God a praise right now? Come on, say yes. Purpose. Number one, number five. The prophetic points you. Prophet is a pointer. The pointer. It points you. Into your future. Precision is great. But sometimes you need direction. What next to do? Where to go? Where not to go? What to avoid? What to escape? What to miss? It's not every invitation I respond to. I have a prophetic prompting. A prophetic leading. A prophetic pointer. I have something that points me to what to do. Pointers. Because a prophet is very forward looking. It goes forward. It's forward looking. Pointers. Pointers. Number, number six. I love this one. The prophetic brings you into people. The prophetic brings you to people. Oh, it shows you the people that you need for your journey. The Bible says, I iron sharpened iron, so the man sharpened the candle of his friends. The Bible says in verse 14 of chapter 20, the king said, by whom? The prophet said, by the young man. By their young men. And I thank God today because one of the most powerful things that God ever gave man is people. I love people. Empowerment is a people church. We are a people church and more so than today's people. And today's people is a young person walking in the streets, surviving, trying to hang in there. You are welcome to empowerment, worship center where your destiny can be discovered and be blessed and be empowered and be raised. We we are empowering, we are empowerment worship center. What is empowerment? We are called to empower a generation, to empower a people, to empower a nation. The devil is a liar. The prophetic word will bring you people. If only your eyes were open, you would know who is sitting next to you. You got no idea. The next biggest thing may be sitting next to you, but your eyes are not open to see. Many of you have missed your destiny. You miss your relationship. You miss your husband your spouse, your helpers because you need to understand how to look at people not from what they are dealing right now and not from what they are going through right now but who they are, their destinies their anointing, their future their career Saul came in looking like a donkey searcher but someone said you are a prophet, I refuse to look at you from the lens of the natural, from your party color, whether NDC or MPP, I look at you beyond that. You are a child of God. And why did God bring you here? He brought you here for a purpose, an assignment, a destiny, a calling. Anybody thanking God for the prophetic word that brings you to people. Say people. I love the prophetic. I love the prophetic. Oh, I love the prophetic journey. I love people. I love people. That's why, I mean, and I, and, and I mean it. And I'm not even joking. You know that after every service, I'm out there just loving on everybody, shaking everybody, hugging everybody, reaching out. I really mean it because I believe that people is everything. I believe that people is everything. Your deliverance is with people. Your elevation is with people. Your health is with somebody. Your prosperity is somebody. Your way out somebody. The fulfillment of your prophecy is actually connected to people. Whoever you become, 
is with the people God gave you. And today, my prayer for you, the Bible said, and Jesus knew man and what was in man, so he never committed some man. You got to go beyond the natural and know people by the spirit. I know you by the spirit. I know who you are. I know your DNA. I know your destiny. I know your calling. I know that your future is going to be great. My prayer for you today is that you don't miss the people that God brought your way to be a blessing to your destiny. And in the candles clap in the building. Come on, go. Oh, 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 you're clapping the signal. Oh, 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 oh. Hey! Smile and tell somebody, I love you, the love of God right now. You, you, you. Come on, I love you, the love of God right now. Say, you're going to be good. You're going to be good. Come on, give some person. You're going to be so good. You're going to be so great. You don't look like it right now. But it's only a matter of time. Tomorrow about this time. A year from now. A week from now. You'll be great. You'll be powerful. You'll be amazing. You'll be strong. You are the next big thing in town. I can see it. I can sense it. I can feel it. I just know it. Can I get a clap in the building? Come on, shout and say, people, sit down. I love people. But even most of the people that God brought me, I'll never exchange you for nothing. I mean, many years ago, I was told a story of a church. One day, I don't want to mention the church. It was a very powerful church somewhere in one of our African countries. And there was just so many people mixed with rich, young, rich, young, old, poor, black, white, black, everybody. And so the, the, when they close, the poor people approach the so-called rich people for job, for whatever. You know the way people do at the car park, hey, you know, transport kind of thing. So the pastor got upset and said, you know, I'm going to separate the people. I'm going to gather all millionaires and I'm going to do a millionaire, a millionaire church service. All millionaires. So if you're not a millionaire, you're not invited to that church. So it was all millionaire service. And come and see the people that were there. Big stomach, puppy, old men, fat, chocolate. They were all there in the service. Oh, why do you pray? Oh, sleep. Oh. The pastor said, after one, the pastor said, I collapsed the church. The church collapsed. You don't understand. Everybody together, we make a great family. We make a great church. We make a great people. Your clapping is sick in the heart. We love people. We love people because you don't know. You have no idea the people that God has brought you with. David heard from God. Go, pursue, recover all. On his way, he met an Egypt, an enemy, but his deliverance was with the Egyptian. Had David passed him by, the prophecy would not have come to pass. Never you in the name of prophecy go hurting everybody because God spoke told you something. Rather, do the things that make you human. If you, have, if you love the God you have never seen, the closest thing that looks like God in the end is the person next to you. If you're looking for God, if you're looking for God, you haven't seen. At least we know that the image of God is the person next to you. So how can you love God you haven't seen? And not love the person that God said, the person, the person that I created him in my image and represent me here on earth. I got to love you in order to love God. Are you with me at all right now? People! How dare you come to you and give attitude? Look at your face. No greetings, no nothing. You don't, meanwhile, you don't know the person next to you. Maybe your job is with the person. Are you with me at all? Your gift is the person. I, I've seen, I've seen it. The, person, the first person that helped me get a visa was a drunkard. I know visa means nothing to you. Don't despise my testimony. I bind every spirit of, I, I, bind, I bind that. I, I bind that. I bind that. You have no idea about my story. You have no, don't, don't, I'm getting emotional right now. Don't, don't, this thing is about, to go, is about to go off right now. The way you are looking at I don't like it. I'm, and, I, and I mean it. Now, I'm just saying, don't let me feel bad to share my testimony. I don't like your look. You got an American passport. I got Ghanaian passport. Even Ghanaian what I'm trying to say is that Solo took my money, five hundred dollars for visa, and I still, I still haven't found him. I mean at all. And, and I, any, anybody is familiar with the word visa fee and things like that, huh? Huh? Insurance certificate and something like that. I don't going to Germany. But I tell you what, the person that first helped me get a visa was a drunkard. I'm just saying, people is everything. There's power in people. God will bring you people. God will connect you to people, to destiny, by prophetic leadings. Are you with me at all? Thank God for people. And sometimes they may not come the way you look. Bible says, when the guy who came, to, when, when, when David met the guy, he was dying. David gave him, on, in the wilderness, David gave him cake. Can you meet somebody who is an enemy and the person is dying? And the person, the person will say, I want to eat cake. In a, you want to eat cake? Um, pepper, no, cake. 
He takes cake. No, I say, I, I, want, I want fish. In the wilderness, on the, take fish. And he said, I want water. I mean, this guy's not serious. But after David gave him, his spirit was revived. And he gave David the keys to where the enemies were. Had David passed him by, or even not decided to invest in him, because sometimes people don't come your way, you have to invest in them first before they can be a blessing to you. And many of you don't want, many of, many of you miss the investment path because you are looking for breakthrough. Everybody sees a breakthrough. I thank God, I thank God, my pastor, I thank God, Pastor Joseph. I thank God for you, bro. Son, you're a good man. Lord bless you. You're clapping, in, you're clapping, you're clapping in the house right now. Good man, good guy, amazing man, good soul, good human being. But I tell you, when he first came to me, I got all kinds of calls. How this guy would destroy my life. But the Holy Spirit kept on insisting in my spirit that he's a good man, he's a blessing. And I tell the Lord, he's been a blessing to me, to this ministry, to this house, to my family. You're clapping and singing the house right now. I tell you what. You're clapping and singing the house right now. Be seated. Be seated. I mean, I mean, I can count how many times we just talk and laugh and chat and, and have all kinds of conversations. I mean, I found this food that I want to eat some of the food. I said, bring it. He'll bring me some strange food. I don't know where he found it, but the food is good. Went to London the same time. I mean, he, I mean, so many other things we have done in this said God is giving ideas. Good guy, good man of God. You're clapping the house. But when he came, he didn't look like one. You're clapping. You're, he didn't look like one. And I thank God for you. God bless you. God anoint you. God favor you. God empower you. And God use your clapping. It's going to house right now. People. People. And I cannot begin to talk about Pastor Hyder. Man. PH. I mean, you, you, PH is PH. But when PH first came to me, so tall, linger, linger, looking. I'm saying, God, when are you going to bring me a blessing? Because it didn't look like one. And I tell you what, I've been shocked about what God can package something. And you have to go deep to be able to unravel the gift. What a gift. What a blessing. What a walking ministry. You're clapping in the second house right now. Pastor Hyder. Be sitting. I'm going to pass it somewhere. He's my brother. And sometimes I say, brother, you can take it for granted. Because your brother is your body brother. Every day we have something going on. What our family, mama, all kinds of stuff going on. But I tell you what, I've, I've grown to see how God can just take prophetic and impact into somebody so close to you. And now I can, now I can travel and I don't worry about Friday power night because Pastor Samuel is firing like me. And I'm like, what, 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 what happened to you, bro? What happened to you, bro? Be seated. Be seated. God will bring you people. Tell someone, you are my person. Say, I like you a lot. Even though sometimes you irritate me. But I believe about what, what God said about you. It will come to, I'm holding on. I'm trusting God. I'm praying. I'm not going to throw you away. It will work. Come on, clap. You want to give God a praise now. Say yes. And finally, the last Peter, the prophetic will profit you. It will profit you. Anybody that works in the prophetic word gets profits. Oh my God. The last, verse 34. Verse 34 says, Verse 34, then behold, he said unto him, the cities which my father took from thy father are restored. The guy that started to come for the things he came for, he demanded for the wives, the silver, the gold, the children of king of Israel. Now he's saying, I'll give you cities. He started demanding by handing over. The prophet will have people. Look at me. There are people who are walking out. In fact, he called him my Lord. He, he first, when Ben-Hanna sent message, King of Israel said, my Lord. By the time the prophet was done, Ben-Hanna called King of Israel, my Lord. There are people you are saluting that must salute you because you haven't connected your prophet. When you connect your prophetic destiny, what was meant for evil will flip right now. It will tell. You got the power. You got what? The power. If you submit your destiny to what God said, there are places you are here to go. Things that must come to pass that thy profiting May appear to all. The prophet will profit you. It gives you advantage. You know what others don't know. You walk by revelation. Advanced knowledge. You are ahead of them. You win always. You are empowered. Tomorrow about this time. Prosperity came. Believe in the Lord your God. You shall be a believe also in someone. And you shall what? Prosper. You prosper by the prophetic word. 
unto blessed, unto anointed, unto powerful. God bless you. Rise to your feet.